category. We're going to talk about uh, dealing with our feelings, understanding emotions. We're tagging right off of, of renewing our mind. Do you know that, that, uh, that your emotions are powerful? Just like now, you, your response is just overwhelming. <laughs> really makes me feel good about this subject. So how many of you know that your emotions are powerful? And your emotions are so powerful they can make you sick. Your emotions are so powerful that they can freeze you up. Well, fear comes in and attacks your emotions. And so we need to understand our emotions and, and, and deal with them and look at them. And, uh, you know, at the end of this, your emotions, the bad ones really come from bad roots. Okay, amen. What do you mean by that? Well, the tree, uh, the fruit of the tree is known uh, by the root of the tree. Good roots, good fruits. What do you mean bad fruits? Bad fruits, a root of bitterness, a root of resentment, uh, an orphan spirit that even though you had parents, you felt rejected. A spirit of rejection, a root of rejection. Oh, my. But we need to recognize these things and we need to deal and understand emotions and so we're just laying foundations about emotions today and how many know emotions are good amen you wouldn't have married that woman or married that man without emotions if you go out to eat today and you go to sonic you won't know what to order without emotions yeah you think you know and and the clothes you put on were uh, that was led by your emotions today You don't think about it like that, but you've got to have emotions. And so let's look at your notes and start. Emotions equals passion, affection, and heart. Your emotions, passion, soul, and mind comprise the mental abilities, reason, character, consciousness, memory, perception, thinking. You know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible was a rich man and Lazarus. They both died. Rich man went to hell. Lazarus went to paradise. And the rich man looked up and recognized Lazarus. But he also recognized Abraham. In the afterlife, when you get to heaven, you're going to know people as they are known. And you will, uh, you'll be known. But he remembered his brothers weren't living right. He remembered that things in the past. And, and send my brother back to him. That's his memory. That's your solical man. Your solical man. All your memories of this uh, this life you remember and so but look what it says the with feelings passions desires and appetites feelings passions desires and appetites how I many you know feelings can be good or bad passions can be good or bad desires can be good or bad appetites can be good or bad and so you gotta you gotta guess what we can control all of those amen and so we need to recognize and know, good or bad, we need to go. Reason and emotion is what gives us the ability to make choices. Just like I said, you go into a restaurant and it gives you the ability to make a choice. Through a very complex way, our mind and our will and our emotions are connected to the body. And that's why I said your emotions can make you sick. You ever, you ever ate something that made you sick and you don't want to eat it again? It makes you sick to your stomach to think about it. Or when you smell it, 
it affects your emotions. Or if you taste something that like, have anybody else than me ever walked in a room and it reminded them when they were in school or that mean teacher they had? Yeah, just the smell of it and the emotion swept over you of how mean that teacher was. You know, it's like that one guy said he had a nun for a teacher and uh, she talked about hell like she was born and raised there. Anybody ever had a teacher like that? You know, some of them are mean. And so you need to recognize that uh, you know, everything can affect your emotions, but we can control our emotions, and emotions are not a bad thing, okay? I'm laying that down. So Mark 12, 29 through 30, I want to show you something. And we're going to read it. Jesus answered him and said, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 30 says, and you shall love the Lord your God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Hold it right there before we go to 31. You see the passion in that? There's passion in that. I mean, uh, can you see love? Then how do you do it with all your strength? All that is within you, all that you think, you need to love God with how you think, how you feel. And that's the commandment that we're to love God and put Him first. Now look at verse 31. And the second is like it is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now hold on, let's look at this. As yourself. Across the room, some of y'all not loving yourself very good. If you can't love yourself, you're going to have trouble loving God, and you definitely aren't going to love your neighbor. That's a fact. I know you can't say amen, say oh me, because you got to love this person, and you got to recognize that God loves this person. And when you recognize God loves this person, whoo, man, I can start loving myself. Because God's love, God is love. And God's love is unconditional. It's not based on how good you are. You know, I dealt with that at the end of the service last Sunday. People beat themselves up because they're reminded how bad they are. You know, preachers preach how bad people are every Sunday. And they just deal with their emotions and they put them in the altar. And the altar's a good thing. But not if you're going every Sunday dealing with the same thing. Because once you ask God to forgive it, He's forgiven it. And He's not holding it against you. And He's not holding it against you when you did that bad thing. What? No, He wants you to be well healed and whole. Living in sin is not. You can't see the kingdom now. There are Christians who sin. Doesn't mean they lose their salvation. They just don't see the kingdom of God. Remember the kingdom of God is at hand. They don't see the kingdom at hand. They're living in the turmoil and the muck and the mire, right? Amen. Better amen. God is a God of love, and it's not conditional on how good you are. He is love, and He loves you unconditionally. So let's start loving ourselves unconditionally. Let's ask God to forgive us and then forgive ourselves. We don't forgive ourselves. 
You know, man, they used to do that back in the, the day. They took a whip and beat themselves for the wrong thoughts and the wrong emotions and the sins. How ignorant. And they crawled through glass trying to be good enough to serve God. And for by grace are you saved. By grace. Glory, glory, glory. By grace. God's goodness. You know, His glory is His goodness. Overwhelming goodness. God is good. Doesn't, and He's so good, He don't want you to live in sin. He sent Jesus to die for you. He sent Jesus to set you free from sin. Grace is the power of God to pull you up out of sin and wash you off. And you can walk up above the mud and the sin that's in the world. Amen, amen? So, so let, let's, let's get to rolling. Is everybody okay with that? Okay. We're going to love ourselves? All right, all right. Some of y'all dealing with that. That's, that's what Miss June said, come up and said, you know, uh, God wants to deal with a broken hearted, and, and God wants to deal. Listen, I had to walk through this. I'm feeding y'all from my plate. You, you know, give you a bite. Because you know what? I had to learn to love myself. I had to learn to control my emotions and deal with my emotions and, and everything. So, so three facts about emotions. This is a simple lesson, but this is a foundation because we're going to launch from this. Number one, God has emotions. You ever think about it like that? God has emotions. In Genesis 1, 26, uh, God made man. And God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle. Over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Let us make man in our image. And, he, you know, he gave us dominion over creeps. I like the last line in case y'all didn't. Spiders. Uh, y'all thought about people. I know y'all were thinking so we went straight to a person and called him a creep. But, nope. But hear me. God said, let us make man in our image. God has emotions just like you. Or better said, you have emotions just like God. You were made in His image, in His likeness. And He gave you authority over the earth, which is powerful in that. But let's just talk about God's emotions. You know, we, we, we look at emotions and, well, uh, in, in Galatians 5, 22 through 24, I, I'm going to lay this out. This is the fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the Holy Spirit. Fruits of God's Holy Spirit. Fruits of God. Will you pull that up for us? Is that not in the notes? I got it right here. It's all right. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There they are. And look, gentle self-control, against there is no law. Because God, this is God. He's long-suffering with us. What does that mean? Patient, kind. If God expects His children to walk in this, guess what? He's walking in it. Isn't that good? He's walking in that towards me. That makes it easier for me to walk in that towards Jeff. Huh? And so we got to remember what God's walking in, the emotions that He has towards us. 
Next Sunday, we'll look at the ugly ones that are right two or three scriptures above this one. But we don't talk about it. Let's talk about God just for a little bit, how good He is, and how loving He is, how kind He is. He's kind. He's merciful. He's gentle. He's long-suffering. Isn't it good? And, 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 and God has self-control. What? Did you know that He wanted to destroy the Israelites after they crossed over the Red Sea? And Moses interceded. And it said, God repented, which means God changed his mind. Because God said, I'm going to just take care of I'm going to wipe them all out, Moses. I'm going to start over with you. I'm going to start over with you. Just like I did Adam and Eve, I can start over with you. And Moses hit his knees and interceded for the people. And God changed his mind. That's why we need to pray. Not that God's evil, but you know what? There's evil in the world. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But, you know, how about God? Did you know the Bible says God's jealous? But not in sin. He's jealous for you. Woo! How many of you know that God has grief? You can grieve the Holy Spirit. We think that, you know, grief's negative, but, you know, or to grieve or to be, it's not negative until it becomes, becomes the ruler of your heart. Grief's not supposed to be the ruler of your heart. How about God gets angry? The Bible says be angry and sin not. We ought to be angry about abortion. Doesn't mean we go kill abortionists. Okay? We need to be angry about some things, and we need to be stirred up about them. And when he be voting righteously, okay? Go register to vote. Let's commercial break along with Pepsi, you know. We need to vote, Christians. Millions of Christians are not voting. And you don't vote for somebody and give you something. You vote righteously by the Word of God, okay? All right, well, get off my stump. Number two. Y'all ready for number two? My ability to feel is a gift from God. The ability to feel, the ability to have emotions is a gift. And there are things that come that, that, that will stir that emotion in you, but you've got to control the emotions. And as we look at this, emotions are a great asset. I, I, I look at it like sports. The, in, in basketball, the sixth man, or football, the twelfth man, it's the crowd. And the crowd gets to cheering you on, and the team gets stirred up. Man, we were tired. Now we're fired up and we're riding on emotions that help you go through hard times. Godly emotions will help you go through hard times. Okay? Worldly emotions will sink you deep into depression. Okay? See why we got to control our emotions? And so we look, we look uh, at, at our emotions. They, they, emotions where you dream. What are you dreaming? I don't have any dreams. You need to be dreaming big. If your dreams aren't big, then they're not from God. They're all, well, I, I can hold this Play-Doh right here, and I'm going to make me something out of it. But how about thinking bigger where God can make something through you? The dream. Let, let, God, let God and godly emotions drive you to a deeper walk with Him. Let's look at this story. In 1 Samuel. 115, this is Samuel's mom, Hannah. 
And, and if you go back and read, and I challenge you to go back and read, uh, uh, her husband had two wives, okay? And Hannah was the one uh, that had no kids. The other wife, and I, she had several kids. And this is why you don't have two wives, men. She dogged Hannah all the time. Well, you don't have any kids. Nah, 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 nah. And it, Hannah's heart was broken already, and she just poured salt in the womb almost every day. You know, I'm adding that every day. It was enough to upset, but Hannah's desire, her dream, her desire was to have a child. And you know what? She could have went in the back closet and, and, and cried and lived in despair and, 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 and had that hanging over her, but she went to the Lord. Okay? And as we pick this up, she's going into the Lord. Uh, they had went to sacrifice. Her husband gave her twice the amount to sacrifice than his other wife because he favored her. That's what happens when you have two wives. You favor one and not the other. Okay, just going to hit that again. And so, so we look at this. We look at this, and, and Hannah gets up from supper, and her husband said, Am I not better than ten children to you? Am I not better than ten children to you? Am I, my love, not, is it not enough? But she had a dream, a God dream. And she got up from supper and she went to the temple and, and, and the, uh, the priest was sitting at the door and she goes in and she's crying and mumbling under her breath and, and uh, Eli thinks she's drunk. Woman, what are you doing? Can't you drink somewhere else and come in here? And she goes, oh, no. And this is where we pick it up. Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I poured out my soul before the Lord. That's your part. It's to pour out your dreams, your, your visions, your heart before God. But here's what happens. We get a dream and a vision, and we throw up a prayer, Lord, a McDonald's prayer. Let me drive through the window. But God wants you to have some tenacity and stand in the gap because you have an enemy that does not want you to have that dream. You have an enemy. And where does he attack? Right here. And it, don't come, it doesn't come to pass when you think it ought to and you quit. How many of you got dreams on the shelf that you had when you were 21, 24, 25, 30, and you're still on the shelf and you haven't pursued them because you didn't think, well, that's not for me. Your emotions will stop you. From pursuing dreams she let her emotions lead her to the altar and that's God's calling on us and you know what it's okay to cry it's okay to have that emotion but you can't stay there it'll turn in to taking over I'll give you I tell the story my one of my grandfathers was my hero and 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 Man, I was in my probably late 30s when he passed away, but he's still my hero. Man, I had lots of childhood memories with him. I followed in his footsteps, and, uh, you know, I can drive a nail because of him. I can cut a board because of him. Uh, I helped him in the garden, you know, just as a little boy. Uh, he was my hero, and he passed away, and, man, he, he, I cried for nine months. 
something would set my emotions off and my heart was broken and I would cry for months. And, I'm, and, and finally the Holy Spirit, I'm, I can tell you where I was driving down the road and the Holy Spirit said, how long are you going to do this? You know where he's at because I made sure that he was saved about probably eight years before. I said, I, I, I sat down with him and said, listen, I love you and I, I got to know. I want to know, do you know Jesus? Is he Lord and Savior of your life? Man, you know, you, you got you to do that, folks. You got to go to people. God will prompt you to go to people. Man, especially, you know, when they're getting older, you make sure if you don't know. And I made sure. And he said yes, and I led him in a prayer anyway. I want to make sure, sure. Why was I grieving for nine nuts? Because I let my emotions take over. I let my broken heart control me. Huh? And I made a decision. I miss him, but I'm not going to cry over it. I'm not going to be moved by my emotions because when you're locked up in your emotions, you shut down. You can't think about the goodness of God crying about missing somebody. Especially after nine months. There's a time to grieve. Don't get me wrong. But not nine months. Not six months. You know, the Holy Spirit will move you and He will heal your broken hearted and bring you peace. Bring you peace about it. Amen? I know this is a tough subject because a lot of us deal with brokenness and broken hearts. And that's why we're going after this. And, and the root of it is not in your spirit, but in your mind and in your emotions. And, and, and that's fruit that, that God wants to take care of and God wants to heal you. Amen? So as we look at this, and I want to say this too. Uh, she had a troubled spirit. She was troubled because she wanted something. But she went to God who was her source. And Anna poured out her soul before the Lord. Now let me say this. She got up from supper. Remember Brittany said, a step of faith. Will you step out? Will you come to the altar? She went, she left her husband, she left the table, and she went to the altar. She, you can do the altar, your altars anywhere you get before the Lord, okay? She went to the altar. Her emotions did not move God. Her faith did. Even though with tears, you know, I was crying, I was crying about, uh, I called my wife and I told this story before, and she goes, have you found that job? I said, nope. And she began to cry and I began to cry, but I sucked it up and I said, even if I miss God, he's still big enough to take care of me if I did something stupid, if I made a wrong decision. Hallelujah, you're talking about set you free. Because most people are like, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this. It don't matter. And even when you try to be led by God, because I was being, I, we were in agreement being led by God, but it time, we, we're all about time. But timing is what God's about. If I hadn't been in that position, I wouldn't have got the best job I'd ever had, except for this one. Huh? I mean, they let me off to go to the hospital. They let me take youth. Didn't even count my vacation. Take youth on youth trips. Talking about bless. Let me off early. Go to church. Come on. You, you know what? You got to be led by God. And even when it don't look like it's happening, there's a timing. 
with God on certain things. All right, all right? Okay. So our emotions, even though you can, with tears in your eyes, you still have faith. All right? But it's faith that moves God. Well, why, why doesn't God move? Because we cry. Because here's the deal. The devil will touch you and make you cry, and then he would move God by using you. Because look at your children. If somebody bullies, you, bullies your children, woo, mama bear comes out, grows fangs, daddy the bull grows horns, you touch my kid. Well, you know what? God has compassion, but he's not moved by your emotions. He's God. And he said, come to me and let me take care of this. Okay? And so, so that's our, our source is God, even emotionally. And I, I want to say this. God came to heal our emotions. It's a part of the salvation package. All right? I know, I know. Oh, y'all, oh, golly, Pastor. Number three. There are two extremes to avoid. Two extremes. One's emotionalism. Where you're led by emotions all the time. All that matters is how I feel. And, 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 and I'm not going to do that because I don't feel like it. Well, you won't keep your job. Because there were many days through every job I had, I didn't want to get up and go to work. Because I didn't feel like it. But we can't live by our feelings. There's times that I didn't feel like being married. She didn't either. There were times I didn't feel, feel too good about my kids. They're still my kids. Don't disown them. We can't live by how we feel or emotionalism or emotions, uh, that's all that matters. You know, people, it's the only thing. If it feels right, then it must be right. No. The goal of life uh, becomes feeling good. That's why people drink. That's why people do drugs. Because they're miserable on the inside. They haven't released everything to God, and they're, they're drinking to feel better or taking drugs to feel better or, or buying stuff. I, I am... My, one of my grandfathers, when he passed away, his house was full of boxes that he bought from, what's that TV show, the TV where you buy stuff? Yeah, he never, he never even opened them. He just buying to feel good. I've been there, I've done that. I know, don't, don't raise your hand, I'm the only one. But we, how about, I ain't going to ask that either. I've ate eating chocolate ice cream to feel good you know you can eat something to make your emotions feel good chocolate cake and ice cream huh mashed potatoes with gravy gravy as they say in south louisiana gravy and so emotionalism uh so fred price used to say when you're up you're up when you're down you're down and sometimes you just smooth level to the ground you can't live like that. You can't be up and down. James said a double-minded man's unstable in all his ways. There's nothing wrong with emotions, but by on your faith, you got to be, God's got it. God's got it. I'm trusting God. I'm believing God. And you can say that with tears in your eyes. And so when it comes to the Spirit of God, God will mess with your emotions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
you know what? The Spirit of God can set on you and you begin, you can weep. And you can laugh because the Spirit of God's on you. And joy, great joy will come on you, even in the midst of, of turmoil and trouble. But people see people who are spiritual cry, weep, or laugh. And even sometimes I've seen people run. But people equate that to being spiritual, so they run trying to be spiritual. Or they cry trying to be spiritual. Or they laugh trying to be spiritual. And then it becomes emotionalism. You with me? But you know what? It's God that's what you want. You don't want the emotions. You want God, and you want to let Him do what He wants to do with your emotions. Okay? Because sometimes crying will clean your heart. Get rid of some stuff. And laughter doeth good like a medicine. And the Spirit of God will come on you and cause you to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And matter of fact, you can make yourself enjoy, make the joy of the Lord rise up in you because it's already in you, Christian. The Holy Spirit's in you, then you have love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness. But our emotions can get involved and squash it. Right? So number two, or the second part of it, uh, two extremes is stoicism. Look, look, what, oh, hey. To be stoic. Bless God. All these people, what are y'all doing raising your hands? If you got to go to the bathroom, just go. The preacher ain't going to stop and answer your question when in the middle of the service. You raise your hand like that. It's all about what you know. No emotions whatsoever. Huh? To be stoic. You ever met anybody like that? <laughs> we were getting ready to go to church, and Brittany's here. She was about two and a half. Maybe three. Very vocal at that time. She had great vocabulary. And I had TV on, and I think I was putting my shoes on in the living room. And the, uh, one, I was listening to preaching, and the one show went off, another one come on. And, the, and it was a huge tabernacle, and it said, The Lord is in His holy tabernacle. And Brittany ran up to the TV. Where's he at, Daddy? Where's he at? I said, I don't know if he's there or not. But it was so stoic. It was so, you know, come on. I, I do believe there are times to be holy. But you don't lose your emotions. Hmm? It's not, our salvation is not here. It's here. Okay? It's not about how much you know. It's who you know. Let me say that again. It's not how much you know. It's who you know. Because you know what? I know people that know God more than they know up here. You know, there was a young girl that, that said something about the Ten Commandments, and she was sitting with a bunch of preachers, and she was just a young girl, and she was just, just got saved and excited about the Lord, and one of the ministers had just messed up. And she said something about the Ten Commandments, and he goes, I bet she don't even know where they're at. And the preacher sitting next to her, yeah, but she's living them. See, we, we, we're supposed to live this. We don't become stoic and so knowledgeable that we look down on people. Just because we know the Word or know we got to know Jesus. And Jesus didn't look down on anybody. He tried to reach people. 
Do you know some people he reached and some people walked away? Huh? The rich young ruler walked away. Couldn't let things go. His things had him. And he walked away from Jesus. That's why the love of money is the root of all evil. We have to be careful with that, don't we? So, listen. Theology is not determined by personality. What does that mean? Just because somebody else is doing something in the Lord and you don't do it that way doesn't make you right or them right. My wife and I laughed. We went to a, a big meeting, about 6,000 people. And, and, you know, you see people go up and worship God at the front, and it's all fine and good, but there was this guy, and he was like 6'8", probably weighed about 340, and he's worshiping God like this. Yeah, huh, that's what I went. Hmm. And I'm like, what is that? And then the preacher got up and said, you know what? You see these people worshiping God? You don't know what God's delivered them from. And I said, forgive me, Lord. Even though it was hard to look at, oh, my. But you don't know what somebody's been through and what God has taken them out of. And so God wants to minister to everybody. And we can become so set in our ways that we don't let him move in our life. Hmm? If things are distracting to you, then you know, maybe you need to focus on God. That's what, you know. Here's, here's the main key. We're supposed to be enjoying this journey. We're on a journey. Life's a journey. We're supposed to enjoy it. To have joy. So we're checking our heart today. Is there joy in your heart? Is there love in your heart? Let me give you one more example. But before I do, Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. There are times to be stoic, okay, if you want to call it that. Just get still. Calm your emotions. Calm the trouble that's attacking you. And know that God is God. And get your faith. Let your faith rise up. And be stirred up. So, so you know, I used to I ministered to youth for a long time, and and this girl came up and she began to cry. The spirit of God was ministering to her. And so, and I'm not picking on anybody, okay? But the other girls saw her crying. They began to cry. They had no clue what she was crying about. They were crying. They just crying. The Bible says to laugh and you know cry with others. But then again, if your emotions are controlling the situation, God can't work. Okay? They gathered around her crying. I couldn't get to her. I said, y'all, let me in here. Let me in here. I need to pray with her. And everybody's crying. And she didn't feel any better because everybody was crying with her. She needed God to touch her. That's why she moved. But all her friends cried and moved with her. But they were just crying because she was crying. Yeah. But guess what? That's how come the, 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 when they put the dog on TV quivering and starving, and, you know, that's how they get your money, messing with your emotions. 
when you need to know that God's told you to do it or know what's going on and recognize the Spirit of God. Listen to me. Last thing, the whole book of Psalms deals with emotions. Anger, crying, broken hearts, but joy and peace and, and everything. Everything that's emotional is in the book of Psalms. It's all right to have emotions, but emotions don't need to rule us. Amen? So I want you to bow your heads. I want you to look at your heart today. Is there anything that's stirring in you that you, you know, just like I started off, that you smell or taste something and it stirs up your broken heart from your past? We're going to deal with this in the next two weeks. But you know what? Start today. Lord, I recognize this. I, I recognize I've been hurting too long. I, I've been in pain too long from, from something that happened years ago. That's not mine, and that wasn't you. So everybody say, heal me. Holy Spirit, show me where I need healing. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Healing starts with salvation. Will you give your heart to Jesus today? He came and died just for you. For God so loved, He sent His Son. Will you accept Him? Do you, are you sure you know Him? Will you lift your hand and say, pray with me, Pastor Brett? I see a hand. Anyone else? Maybe you got saved a long time ago. I see your hand. Maybe you haven't been living right. You know what? Just ask God to forgive you. But I want to pray with these two. Will you all pray with us? Father, today I come to give you my life, my heart, my all. Thank you, Father, for salvation through Jesus Christ. Thank you that heaven's my home, but the kingdom of God belongs to me. I receive salvation every day, but it starts today, fresh and new. In Jesus' name, amen.